Dungeons and Dragons podcast. My name is Adam and I am the Dungeon Master. And the stubborn heroes we have today are David, who plays Phileas. Yay, I'm first! Michael, who plays Belrin. Meh. And Raymond, who plays Aritol. Hello. Alright, guys, re-roll. Let's see who gets oh, to retell the tale shit. of what happened in the last episode. Yes! That's I would like one. to use my inspiration. You guys can either roll or not roll. <laughs> I'm gonna roll for five. If you but... get a one, though, you're gonna have to re-roll. Yeah, no, I got a double oh, one. Oh, you got a double one. <laughs> Three. Yeah, three roll, that was close. So, last time on Stubborn Heroes, we all met together in the square with Ron. We were gonna go our separate ways. Ron and Belrun were gonna go to the catering company. Phileas and Aerotol were gonna go. You were gonna go find Ten and Pella, right? I was gonna go find him. Well, you polymorphed right into a fly. Because he got mad. He got mad. Aerotol decided to fly up. <laughs> he immediately uh, used it to his advantage. Yes, he did. To his credit. And he yeah. uh, was scouting out and he found where Ten and Pella were performing and went over there to convince them to hand over or to actually join their act and all that. Phileas stood back and then he got mad because there was a rumor that he poops on people so he <laughs> turned into an owl and flew away there are other rumors too that he can move mountains that you can fly yeah but those aren't that exciting as much as Phileas would poo on animals or people he's gonna find out who's spreading these so uh Phileas found Aerotol they Managed to do this whole magic show with animals, and Phileas turned from an eagle, well, an owl to an eagle, to an elephant. They convinced Ten and Peller to take their place. They got the invitations to go to Will's Den Island, uh, while Ten and Peller actually go to the Shattered Citadel. So that's kind of where they were. Pellerin and Ron went to the catering company, got hired on, got changed, got their new clothes. They all met back at the end of the everything, made their plan, left in the morning, went to the auction. So it's evening, they're there. Belrun and Ron are in the kitchen. They had to prep shit. The auction pretty much has started. Aerotom and Thelius have been scouting out throughout the whole auction. And auction's about to start. Yeah, start. the auction's about to they start. They had just started uh, the moment before we were um, as And also as Belrun was catering, offering food to all these nobles, a person with a um, metal hook took a wine glass off of my platter. Belrun turns to him and realizes that it is Joseph. Yeah, so uh, we're just going to start with the auctioneer. You guys see there on the map there what's going on. So... Auctioneer uh, Shibuli is there. All the nobles and noble uh, women are gathering up close to the stage there. And you just hear the auctioneer... Yes, come on, come on, come on, come now. Our first item up for bid. While I was looking around at stuff, you never asked him what he was doing in that process. 
What were you doing? What are you talking about? Because you came back to the stage and yeah. you spoke to him. But what was he doing? What was he doing while I was searching? Well, what were you doing in the back room while Phileas was gone? What were you doing in that back room? You never left the back room because you were still there when he came back to give you the info. So seeing the festivities going on mm-hmm. and like uh, people are talking, Airtel would want to go out, not talk with people. He tried to listen on the way to see if there's any like rumors or meandering about any artifacts that people might be like call like yeah, they they might get a hint and be like I was told this this might be here so like let's so you're you're just sort of listening uh, to the nobles that you can hear from behind the curtain at the stage I'll give you an investigation okay twenty five uh, what you would hear with that a twenty five absolutely you you would hear one noble woman was speaking to her husband saying. You know, I heard that they're going to have just the absolute most beautiful violet crystal at auction. And I cannot wait to uh, receive this item. You hear a noble man speak as well, who says, I heard they got a very rare robe. Something to do with stars. That's what you hear. Okay, so that's the information you picked up yeah, earlier. Just to make it Then we're retconning that, so we're adding that into what happened before. Yeah. And Phileas came back, told you that he saw the door and stuff. I'm sure you would have relayed to him. I heard about possibly your, your violet crystal and some sort of robe of stars as well. You two would have then seen Bellerin trying to call him back, and then Bellerin was stopped by yes. somebody. Yeah, but unfortunately now the crowd has all gathered in front of the stage. You, you two cannot see who has stopped Bellerin. You can't see Belrin anymore. He's sort of lost in this mass of people. Upon the stage, you two do see now, though, auctioneer uh, Shibuli is like, Enough! Gather round! It is an unfortunate day that uh, Reginald Nathan Amberhell could not be with us this evening, but he does send his regards. He has unfortunately fallen ill, but... I am certain that if he were here, he would appreciate all of you and your patronage for joining us here again at this grand auction. And the first item we have for bidding today shall be unveiled. And you see him pulled back the tarp. And upon it, you see a bright, glowing purple crystal. It is in the shape of a teardrop. And you guys would recognize this as... The purple crystal that you have been looking for, Phileas, the one that Clara used to remove the mist from around the island of Mandera. And as it is unveiled, it seems to shine and emanate with this glow. And all of the nobles and noblemen are, ooh, there's an ooh in the crowd. And auctioneer Shibuli stands at the podium and he waves his arm at it and he's like, Our first item to bid is a legendary artifact. Created by an arch-devil. It is the Tear of Glacia, the Dark Prodigy, the Daughter of Sin, and the Ruler of the Sixth Layer of Hell, Malbog. Legend says that Glacia created this artifact to be able to absorb magics created by the gods and send them to the sixth layer of hell. Just us looking at it. Is it the one that we know that it is? Yes. Okay. And you just hear giggling in the crowd. 
<laughs> Such stories. And one, one noble woman goes, oh, yes. No, honey, that would look wonderful on my nightstand, don't you think? <laughs> Says, now the bidding shall begin at 2,000 gold pieces. Do you say anything? No, at this point. I, I think here. we'd peek our like heads out okay. and just kind of yeah. look at what's um, going on. One old man raises his hand. He goes, I have 2,000. Can we get 2,500? Oh, yes, 2,500. Okay, do we have 3,000? 3,000. And, the, and it, they just keep continuing this uh, auction going on. Now we're just going to cut to you two in the back. Just quickly. You see the Belrun has just disappeared in the crowd. You don't really see him. We need to find another way to get Belrun. Uh, 3,000 gold pieces if we got 3,500 gold pieces. We need to find another way to get Belrun 3, back 3,500. We have 4,000 gold pieces. Maybe 4, we can gold pieces. convince his boss to use our 4,000 gold pieces. 4,500. Do we have 4,500? 6,000 from the man in the back. 6,000 gold pieces. Okay. 7,000 gold pieces from the Airtel man in the back. at this point is going to walk around the crowd from the back. He's going to go. We've decided we got to find a way to get Balrun back right. here. So you guys are going to sort of walk out and around the crowd? Well, no, I him. am going to walk out. I am observing. Okay. But Aerotol is going to walk Because he can't talk. I okay. can't talk. So I'm observing everything that's happening here. Yep, absolutely. And we're going to cut to... Bellerin, uh, you see, just to describe him, Joseph the Twink. And for those who need a refresher, Joseph was the, the young elven lad. Although he's young, he could be a few hundred years old. You don't know. He looks very young, though. Uh, who was the thief in the town of Slithermorn who stole your money and after a bar fight got his hand cut off by Amon's robot. That's you didn't even cut his hand off. I sure I didn't. You, you also convinced the entire bar and all of Joseph's friends to turn against him. The last time you saw him, he broodingly uh, left Slithermorn that night and you never saw him again. Now he stands in front of you and he's sipping on this glass of wine his one eye is kind of open. He looks, he looks a little bit inebriated. He's wearing a sort of raggedy clothing. He's wearing a, like a raggedy overcoat. Uh, but then underneath you see a very expensive looking shirt and a little uh, black bow tie and very expensive looking jewelry all over his hands. And he's wearing like... Hands. All over his hand. <laughs> and expensive looking chains. His hair looks like it was recently groomed and everything like that. It's just his overcoat is very raggedy. And he just sort of looks at you and he's sipping his wine. He's like, well, isn't it interesting seeing you here, oh, Belrin? Yeah. Hi. <laughs> How are you doing? Oh, me? I'm doing just fine, actually. That's great to hear. Oh. And uh, as you say that, uh, you see far behind you, you see Grundon, your boss, sort of giving you a look like, and he's giving you a stare down right yep. now because you're speaking. Yep. <laughs> he's like, boy, I, I haven't seen you since, oh yeah, when you chopped off my hand. You remember that? Baron's going to turn his back actually to his boss briefly. Okay. So he doesn't see that I'm speaking to him. He's going to hold out the tray, acting like he's offering a drink. Mm -hmm. And he's going to go... goes in for... Uh, he drops his one glass and he grabs another yeah, glass of wine. Yeah, actually, if you remember, I never chopped off your hand. However, we can discuss this after. I'm on shift right now. <laughs> I see that. Serving. 
Just as I knew you would. You're a sheep. You should have learned how to be a lion. Like me. I'm a lion. Now I am anyway. Sure. I mean, I would think lions would have a little bit better of an overcoat, but... I mean, whatever. Uh, excuse me, Joseph. I must serve these other nobles over here. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh, not so fast, he says as he touches your arm. He's like... And he pulls you in and he whispers into your ear. You listen to me, you son of a bitch. I don't know why you're here. Or how our paths have magically crossed again. But I find this very suspect. Don't you mean suspicious? Shut up! He sort of pushes you away a bit and he's like... Now, tell me, why are you here? It's a very odd thing. I mean, I left Slithermore. I created my own scavenging company. We go, we get all these artifacts from Longstride Bay, and I come here to sell them, and suddenly you're here. Out of nowhere. I mean, tell me, how did you go from being the savior of Slithermore to catering at a party like this? First of all, I'm going to signal... Is Ron near me? Yes, he is. I'm going to signal Ron over for a moment. That's so even. <laughs> <laughs> you're so so fucking you should average. Average. Like roll, though. <laughs> hmm? An 11. Okay. He is still very average. <laughs> he just sort of... Ron's coming up, and he looks like he has some information to give you. He's walking up like this, and he doesn't really know Joseph, and he's just like... Ron, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold up to the hand to Ron. Ron, hold on. Can you do me a favor? I need you to go distract our boss for a moment. Mm-hmm. And he walks behind you and he heads that way. And just, <laughs> what are you doing? What do you mean? I'm doing my job. Why do you need your boss distracted? So we can have a conversation. Where have you not? Oh yeah, no, 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 okay. that makes sense. That makes sense. So. Tell me your story. How did you end up here? I'm taking part-time jobs from now on. Part-time jobs. Yeah. What happened to your little band of friends? Um, funny story is actually I'm not part of them anymore. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, have you not heard? Have you not seen posters or anything? Let's see if he has, actually. I rolled a 19. Okay. Funny you mentioned that. Puts his wine glass back down. He goes. He reaches into his pouch. And he takes out his book and he brings out a small little scroll. And he goes. And he opens it up. It's a wanted poster. Mm-hmm. He goes. Wow, that looks a lot like you. I know. Eerily. In fact, it says your name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how much money I could get for you. It's actually not me, but... It's not you. Funny. You expect me to believe that this isn't you? You're not the dark angel that's terrorizing? No, I'm a caterer. Why would a dark angel be at a catering gig? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. So, you left Slithermore. Mm -hmm. You say goodbye to that... You say goodbye to that uh, little animal guy. 
who saved us. You say goodbye to that weird devil thing, and you said mm-hmm. goodbye to that wizard, mm-hmm. and now you're here. Yeah. What a coincidence. Yeah. I want you to do a uh, deception check. No, no, don't talk to him. Was Why my character there? Yes, yours was, but Escalator was also there. Two. Three. Would he have an advantage because he's uh, he's drunk? If Joshua's was drunk, would he have an advantage? Oh, that's what, oh. I, was I mean, like, you're slightly intoxicated. I do I'll give that. you advantage. One more roll. Go ahead. Ooh! That's a 19. <laughs> no, and then he looks at you, and, it's, and he's pretty intense, and he sips on his wine, and he's like, that's fine. By the way, why are you here? I already told you. And he puts the glass down. He goes. He, he puts up his his clawed hand as if he's gonna do something. He goes. Oh. And he takes. Whoops. Takes up his other hand. Boys, let's go. Caden and Grok, the uh, half orc with the undercut and the big twirly black mustache, and the blue skinned tiefling approach. And he's like, boys, we're almost done here. We gotta go downstairs. Why are you going downstairs? <laughs> we have a deal. Oh, yeah? With, uh, well, I, I'm not gonna tell you. Why would I tell you? Oh, come on. Why would I tell you? Why would you not tell someone as attractive as me? Wow, you're flirting with him? Persuasion. When you have an advantage because he's drunk? Yes, I do. <laughs> what the fuck? Fine. <laughs> yeah, but me. yeah, so that's an 18. And he sort of stops and he gives you an elevator look for a moment. He's like, You had your chance to get with this, okay? Doesn't matter how beautiful you are. Ah, but Doesn't matter how, how, how beautiful those eyes are, okay? I mean, you gave up your chance. When you chopped off my hand. Uh, it wasn't me, that was also the robot. And you see the blue-skinned uh, wizard is there and he's crossing his arms. He's like, Joseph, we have somewhere to go. Come on. Joseph's like, that's true. So now you can ask a question. You know what? He's so drunk, he's going to answer it. What's your question? Where are you heading to? I guess this is no harm in telling you. <laughs> I might eat you there. <laughs> What? I mean, listen. There's a vault that has items, things down there, artifacts that you wouldn't believe. So we brought in a bunch of this stuff, but I got something really special down there. We're doing a trade with that. You don't know if you heard of the Silver Eye. Mm Mm-hmm. Heard about them. We're doing a trade downstairs with them. Oh, we're trying to. I'm gonna. We're gonna sell it to Emberhell, and then he's gonna ship it off to the Silver Eye. <laughs> Something they've been waiting to get for a long time, apparently. And what is that? I can't tell you that. Why not? Why are you asking? Why do you care? You know, sparking conversation, seeing how you're doing. And uh, then you see Grok sort of just grab Joseph by the arm. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you saying that shit to the caterer? Let's go. And they look at each other and Grok, and he shoves Joseph away. He's like, don't you fucking touch me, Grok. Jesus. 
flying. Let's go. And he turns around. As he turns around and Aerotol is walking around the crowd, I'm going to roll and see if Joseph recognizes Aerotol. He's going to have disadvantage because he's drunk. He's going to do a history check trying to remember. It's going to be a straight roll. I'm going to say he has to get at least... Uh, he's going to have to roll a little bit higher. So 17 to recognize him. Definitely doesn't go. <laughs> oh, second one. If I didn't have disadvantage. Okay. And he sort of turns. Okay. We're and still going to go with the plan <laughs> of getting Bellrun to be a part of the act, hopefully. Hmm. But I'm, uh, as... Hey, Joseph I, is clearing away. That's what him. I'm saying. Is Do I do I see Joseph there? As you're approaching? Whatever? Absolutely, yeah. You're asking I'm going to actually let him walk away. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Wanna yeah. You're coming around the crowd, you look over, and you, and you just see uh, Joseph. Um, you would recognize him as Joseph at this point. You're close enough with his clawed hand, and he's being pulled away by Grok, the half-orc. And it's just Joseph, Caden, and Grok. Uh, Grok pulls Joseph away, sort of says something to him. Joseph's like, leave me alone. And then they, they start heading towards that the hallway, which your intelligence tells you probably leads down to the vault. They're walking away. I would like... Do it. Just this is the fun of it. Do it. Do it. I would like Do to it. grab Joseph by the arm. Okay, you grab him. Be like, hey, oh. don't you want a, another companion with you? I mean, could be alone in the room. Joseph looks down. And he looks up at you. And he's like, roll. Airpo's gonna kind of like walk up and then notices this happening. He's gonna. <laughs> just, sort of stop yeah, he just like, stops like dead. Stop. Twenty, I think. Turns what? around. Right? What, what is that, that number? Dice? What is that dice right there? The seventeen. Don't get me excited for a twenty. Okay. I thought it was a this toy. is how this is how I imagine Aerotol, by the way. You, you were walking like this, and you're just like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of, and then just turn, like do like an inconspicuous like turn towards turn. the stage, yeah. pretending he's <laughs> looking at the stage at this point. And he goes, sure. And then you would see. Grundon is now approaching, and Ron's like, Grundon, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine! And then uh, Gr uh, Grundon's like, what the hell? What the hell is going on here? Hey, Bellerin, you can't be talking! Then you see Joseph turn around with his clawed hand, and he puts it right up against Grundon's throat, and he says, Do you know who I am? Grundon's like, oh, 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 you're, oh yeah, you're, you're with the uh, Calypso Company, right? And he's like, I, I'm one of the VIPs of this soiree. And your caterer is coming with me. And Grundon's like, okay, yeah, no problem. He's all yours. He's all yours. Because he ain't working for me no more. He says, excellent. Come on, Bellerin. Maybe you can join me on my ship when this is all done. <laughs> well, he puts out his clawed hand toward you. I'm gonna grab his hand. You grab go. the clawed hand, and you, Joseph, is leading that. <laughs> Ertel, like, you see, Bellrin is being led <laughs> away. Ertel's just gonna under his breath. <laughs> Bellrin is being led away, and Bellrin, you just see Caden roll his eyes, the blue skin tiefling, and you see Grok uh, just sort of face palm. He's like, Ugh. how did I end up working for this guy? And four of you are headed towards 
the hallway, in through the wooden doors, and into the hallway. And then we'll get back to you. 25,000 gold going once. 25,000 gold going twice. And sold! 25,000 gold to Lady Peckinpah of Cora! Yeah. Bellerin, you would see this just out of the corner of your eye as you're going through the doors with Joseph. But you two would uh, see that as soon as it's sold, you'd see auctioneer Shibuli put his hand on top of the last case that's holding the tear of Glacia. And he just sort of presses some sort of button that's on the top. And the case immediately just slowly falls down and disappears as if they're, it's going underneath the stage. So the square glass case goes down and disappears and is now flat. He kicks another square that's next to it and another glass case begins to rise. And that's what you see. And within this glass case that's rising, you see the green headdress. The marvelous, amazing headdress of dragon control. It is said, if you are to wear this headdress, you can control the mind of a dragon. And the whole audience is like, oh! Eric probably going to scuttle back. Yep. All the way to the back. Yep. Be like, power. There's nobody back there. Okay. okay. <laughs> and then he's going to look around, see if he's going to try to see if there's anyone listening. There's no one. Everybody's completely distracted by the auction. Billy is. Bell run. Wait. Kill some downstairs. Is that who that was? Yes. What the fuck? What the fuck? I don't. Oh, why? I don't know. He's in my fucking hands. Bursting through, bursting through the uh, the little doorway there is uh, is Ron, and he's got. He looks like he spilled food on himself. He's like, guys, guys. Spellrin went with Joseph. I'm sorry, but Spellrin. Figure this out. This, this might be good. They're gonna kill him. No, they won't. No, they won't. Why would they take him if they're not gonna kill him? No, no, no. no, no, no. Like, I no, but, no, but we know him. Okay. We know him. What He's, are we gonna do? He had a thing for Balrond and Slithermore. Okay. When we were there. Okay? So, it, you guys have been to Slithermore? It, it, just, not the time, Ron. We'll discuss this later. This might be a good thing. If he can keep up the act, then he might figure it out exactly how to get into there. Plus, this. You hear the looks like it goes right down to where we want it to go. You hear the crowd cheer outside and you hear just loudly, 50,000 gold pieces for the headdress! That's a useless fucking headdress. <laughs> Selling for higher than the tier of glass, yeah. Step out there for like 51,000. And sold! So they're now, uh, you would assume, you just hear the crowd, oh, and they're obviously bringing up the next item. That's the third item. Grundon, he just fired me. Just fired you? He just fired me and Bell. That, that, that's going to take me out of here soon. No, 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 no. No. What? Maybe we can use him in our act. What? Yeah. Use me? Yeah. Remember how he turned me into a fly? I don't know how to turn people into No, 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 but you just, you just... We turn you into a... You just fly and follow us. I fly? You just, yes. You're gonna turn me into a fly! 
You can turn back. You... I've never been Shh. a fly before. Shh. You can turn yourself back at will. It's not that difficult. I'm really scared. I'm really scared. Roll persuasion. <laughs> Try to calm him down. Thirteen. Okay, fine, fine. This is just a discussion. Guys, what about Belrin? He's being brought down there. He doesn't even have any weapons. It's, it's okay. It's okay. We have his pen. Let us figure this. Well, let's discuss this. Just chill out for five seconds. Don't they need me come back here. Huh? That's okay. Just chill. Gr- Gr- Grundon told me I was fired, but he said, you go with your magician crew. They kicked me out. I, I can't go Don't stay here. Stay here. Shut up. Okay. Shut the fuck up. awkwardly saying there. There's a chair in the corner, okay. though. We need to sit in the chair. We need okay. To... okay. Okay. And he we sets need to see He's what like, props okay. we have first. Naruto's going to quickly peek out and yes. just see what item came up. <clears throat> so, well, just to see if we can quickly glance, because we're at the stage, right? Roll. Roll. Cool. And I'm going to peek out. The, a lot of them are random magical items. Up on stage right now, you see a, uh, it looks like a mirror, and then it has all these golden engravements and stuff like that. He already announced what it was, so you didn't really hear the name That's of it. That's okay. But you, just... but you would sense magic off of it. Cool. So this is a magical mirror cool. of some kind. Looks like it's a magical mirror of some sort, but it's the third item that they have up there. Okay, so we need to come up with a plan of what we're going to well, do let's, for this Let's trick. take a real quick look at this list that they gave us of tricks. Okay. That they normally do, and we're gonna just like look if we can pick out anything that might be like easy that we could do. It is all ridiculous to you, Aratol, and your intelligence, and the fact that you can use magic. It looks like children's tricks, just ridiculously stupid things. It's like why would you do it like that when you could just use magic to do it? Like shooting off fireworks in this ornate way where they like pull a string on their leg and it has all these little gizmos that go up on stage to cause the fireworks to go off and like. It just looks like ridiculously mundane tricks. To you. Can you produce flames, like not just in your hand, but like down there, like away from you? Yes. You set up some of this fireworks trick, explode stuff off. I mean, explosions always work. I yeah, but most of their tricks are card tricks. Yeah, we could probably like take these cards and throw them out the window because they're garbage, and we'll do some like magic animal stuff. <laughs> okay. No. What about getting down there? Do we all three of us want to go down, or just the duo? Let's turn Rom into a fly. Then we go with a bow trick. But instead of me shooting an arrow, because we know that doesn't work, we're going to press digitation something in, place up an arrow, explode some more fireworks, and we'll be like, that's the end of our show, and then some bunch of smoke will come up. You turn me into a fly, I turn you, you turn yourself into a fly, and we go down. Sold for 34,000 gold! Yes. With one of those, oh yeah. Okay. Excellent, yes! So, when Ron, the crowd goes Ron, wild. Ron, listen to me. He's sitting in his chair, he's like, yeah. Are you okay to do this? And the next item up for bid. It's the fourth item, we're going up after the next one. What? Ron, I need you to go out into the crowd so we can pick a random person. Okay. There's some random clothing in here that you can look like a noble, kind of. What? Oh, okay. So quickly change. Quickly, okay. And he runs over and he's changing. So what are you guys doing in the meantime? Ron, we're going to fill you in on the plan, okay? Okay. Are you okay with being able to help us with this? Or are you a little scared? I'm a, I'm a little bit scared, but... Everybody's going to grab Ron's face, 
pull it close to him. Run! If you want to save Berlin, you need to be calm as fuck right now. We're going to put you in the crowd. We're going to call you up for a trick, turn you into a fly. You're going to hover around, wait until the next item comes up. We're all going to go down as flies through the elevator, and then we'll find Balron. Intimidation. Ten. Uh, Fill 14 to tell him be quiet. Maybe he'll be quiet. <laughs> He's freaking out just like you remember in the jail cell. <laughs> Ergo's gonna slap him along with that. <gasps> Strike check. 14. He just quietly looks at you and he's like, Okay. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll do it. We have been through a lot worse. You will not die if you're with us. Well, I know, I know, I know, I know. But it's just Belrin. You guys Run. said, oh, look up the Belrin. And Belrin's there. And now he's gone. And it's Run. like, I feel like Shh. I have to be Belrin. Am I Belrin? What? Do you want to be a hero? I do. You want stories to be told about you? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Then do as yeah. we say and stay calm. Okay. There will be stories about you as they are about us. Okay. And he grabs this, like, oversized coat and he's like... He throws it on. He's like, oh, okay, okay. And you hear, that's 10,000 gold. Next. This is the fourth item you guys have to go yeah. that. Okay, well, I got, I'll, I'll peek through and see what it is in the process of it going roll. down. Please, David, you get to roll now. Ah. 18. So it's a, a trident that looks like it has a sh- seashells at the end with almost squid-like things and, and a fishtail. Ooh. 15,000 gold. Uh, well, the Trident of Fish Command. 15,000 gold. What's next? What's next? Oh, 15. Oh, do I 15, 50? Yes, yes, yes. And he just keeps going. 20,000 gold. 20,000 gold here. That's the, that's the one that, that's the fifth one? That's the fourth one. That's the fourth one. There's one more to go. So you guys gotta, gotta prep your ideas right now. Because that curtain's gonna open. And okay, well, oh! I, already, I, already, I wanna look inside the box of, uh, of things that we have. Though. Okay, go ahead. 14. 14? Okay, well, I don't know why you're rolling because you can see everything. Oh, yeah, that's true. The box. Okay, I, <laughs> I didn't ask you to roll everything that's in the box. You can see whatever you guys had packed. It would have been a bunch of magic supplies, too. Yeah. It's just like what's in the magic supplies. Yeah, absolutely. All the magic supplies. You see Bellerin's uh, oath bow. You see a single sunflower in a pot. All the things that you had packed. Yeah. All right, so um, Ron's got he's a great big jacket, right? Now, Ron's weapons in there, too? Where's Ron's weapons? No, there's only one bow. You guys said in the manifest, he doesn't have weapons. We don't need him to have weapons. Why do you want him to have weapons? Because what if he fights? Who fight. cares? Ron's stupid. If, if, if things go south down there, he won't be able to defend himself. Then defend him. And sold <gasps> for fifty thousand gold. Anyways, we need all these fireworks. So and the next Aristotle's item up for bid. Aristotle's gonna grab a bunch of fireworks and like, set them up. Like, yeah, yeah, you're stage. setting them up. Ron comes over and he says, "Let me help. Let me help. I know how to do this." Ron, get He's really the, good get with setting the... up mechanical things oh, and sure. picking locks, and he's sort of helping you guys are setting up fireworks. Yep. You need to get there very shortly so we can. Oh, yes. get okay, I'll, I'll head out. Okay, as you guys were prepping, and this last item is being sold, and then Ron runs outside. And what do you guys do? 
Are there any other things in there that you want to grab? Once the curtains close, our magic tricks are done. You're going to probably need to put his bow on, Balin's bow on you. You're going to have to take the armor. What if we put the armor as a prop and you put it on and then we turn your fight and say, everything disappeared? Or we can, or we can put it on Ron. I don't know. I'm not putting it on. I can't wear it. It's metal. I, I refuse. I will not wear it. I, I, I can't wear it. I got it. Uh, Aratol will like mage hand the armor over to like the side of the stage where he will set up some other random things. Can we keep it? Daggers is, and is, swords is, or is there a bag in there as well that we can put the armor in? It wasn't a bag. I put everything in a bag. Just put the bag on my backpack. On my backpack and then transform. Everything I'm wearing. Sold is. for one hundred thousand gold. I'll take a peek where that is. It's too late. <laughs> As he presses the button, and you just do a quick perception check. So you, you didn't, you guys the whole time didn't see what the last item was. So uh, if you get over uh, eighteen, I'll let you see. It's like really quick. You open up the curtain; it's going down into the, the perceptions wasn't down below. Natural, Natural 20. twenty. You see exactly wow. what it is. Good job. You would look at it, Phileas, and you'd say, "Oh my gosh, I recognize this item." You get to roll to see what the item is. Those two rolled the other ones. Three. It looks like um, almost it's shaped in an oval and it seems to ma- be made of a delicate glass. It has all these odd symbols on it. But you'd recognize this from old druid tales. This would be the sensor of controlling air elementals. And you'd know that people, if somebody could use this item in order to control air elementals. So in our manifest thing of what we have to do, does it say how many tricks that these guys do? It just says a list of tricks and they sort of wing it when they go out. Just depending on the crowd, like most entertainers. You guys just have to wow them. And here outside, all the crowd is laughing and cheering. And when you peek outside too, you see the crowd is now being served fish heads and wine glasses full of blood. Mm-hmm. One of the says, I would prefer kitten blood, but I heard that they had a little accident with the kittens. <laughs> Chicken blood will have to do auctioneer Shibuli is going to just sort of uh, as he knocks down the final item uh, for the first half he says oh excellent everybody enjoy your blood and fish heads and I hope that you're prepared for our mid-auction entertainment perhaps you've heard of them they have traveled the realm for over 50 years from every corner, from the elven forests of Everfay to the northern cold mountains of Chandar. It is a duo whose tricks and magic are greater than any other in the realm. So give it up for Ten and Pelor! Before we start, he's gonna cast Fog. Just again for that like smoky effect. Okay. Uh, and as so the curtain, curtain opens, opens, a fog sort of comes out, and the crowd's like, "Ooh!" Oh. And uh, all the should lights, I, all I, the lights are on. Should I dispense stuff, it though. like super quick? Uh, <laughs> so that light flicker. Yeah, the fog is coming is out. It, now is the light as the chandelier? Candles. Okay. There's no electricity. It's all it's all fire. I'll make it shimmer and uh, the chandelier go a little bit brighter by doing what? Energy. So all the lights. And then this slow-moving fog begins to enter the room. It's looking very spooky, and the crowd's like, ooh. It's very dark in the room. There's fog going around. The whole crowd, and even Ron's like, ooh. 
So the stage opened up, we can kind of see outside, right, into the crowd. Yeah. Phineas, I'm going to teleport out there, and then I'm going to walk back up to the stage. So I'll kind of walk out. Yay! So it's still dark, yeah. like shadowy figure. Yeah. I'm going to misty step into the middle of the crowd. Disappear? And just appear. Whoa! Oh! Whoa! And you've just appeared, and the crowd is sort of separated around you, and the noble is sort of like, oh, oh my, oh my. <laughs> and then I'm going to start walking towards the stage, but as I do, I'm going to touch the wine glasses of like the ones close by, and I'm going to yeah. actually... Um, uh, prison digitation to make the, the 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 chicken blood taste like the most like exquisite liquid I can like think of. You sort of go ding, and you they would just it see would, like, the ring out the sound. Yeah, like, ding, and then the, the the blood would sort of bubble a little bit, and they'd be like, "Ooh, one of them sips." He's like, "Oh, it's delicious!" <laughs> and I would do that to like how a, did a he bunch do of that? that uh, come up, yeah. And I continue to the stage. Yeah, you're I'd, sort of hitting I'd, all these different glasses. And then I'd levitate myself onto the stage. Ooh. Ah. Erko floats onto the stage. And, and now you two are side by side and the whole and crowd. And like, he's going to kind of signal to you to like, light it all up. Oh, oh. And I'll, 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 I'll light the candle bright. Whoa. Also, the whole room's uh, lit again. They're like, oh. oh. So. Okay, so the candle's almost like... Like a stream of fire over yeah, there. Yeah, and now the room is like stage, flickering right? now, and the fog is dissipating, and now it's more going from a cold to a hot feeling around. Yeah, I'm gonna turn towards the crowd and be like, "We are Tan and Pella. We are your entertainment for tonight." Yay! And we'll out the fire I swear. Auctioneer Shibuya is sort of concerned. No, 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 not at all. That is definitely Pella. I've seen him many times. We are going to perform a few of our new magic tricks uh, that we've had in store for a while. We've practiced this for years, and you will be the first to uh, set your eyes upon this okay. and be able to tell your friends what they've missed <laughs> out on. Oh, yes, yay. And the whole crowd is very happy and it's really excitedly clapping, like, oh, here we go. I'm waiting. The silence in the crowd. I will, um, as the fire still burns. Uh, I, I, I put it back in darkness. Oh, it goes back, dark again? Put it back in dark, dark. Ooh, okay. Hey, keep me woo! Because <laughs> if they get bored. <laughs> I'm gonna motion down. <laughs> you're I'm just like, I'm motioning my hands as if I'm gonna pick something up. I bend down, I pretend to pick up a bow. Oh, wow. Pretend to? Yep. Oh. <laughs> go like this. They giggle. <laughs> I'll go and pull it back. Okay, and I'll pretend to shoot a bow. And you release, and what happens? I, I pretend to release a bow. The bow. Erto's actually gonna delay <laughs> this because he, he. Not not delay. Okay, what I meant to say is he's gonna see the motion and he's not really gonna understand at first, but he's gonna be like, oh. And then he's gonna press the digitation like an image of a bow in his hand after. Yeah. Like, you would just appear from, like, so, so, from the, like, where he's going. So, Phileas uh, pretends to have a bow, and then as he's pretending to, it looks like a shimmering magical bow that appears in his hands. Yeah. And then he releases. And then he releases, but it'll look like nothing, but you'll see that, yep. like, the, the bullshit get pulled back and, like, shot. Yeah. And then in the air, after he fires it off, I'm sure people are going to, like, look up. Yeah, they all look like, up. Pretend yeah. to, like, try to follow yeah, an arrow, yeah, yeah. and then... He's gonna draw like an arc of yeah. where the arrow yeah, fires, yeah, yeah. so everyone kind it's of. It's like a red. Track. It's like a very distinct magical red line. Yeah. yeah. 
the sort of arcs overhand. As soon as it gets to the chandelier, a bright red explosion into like some blue shimmering stars that fall down. Wow, like, and it just, above the wow, noise. it's like a and it looks like these bright white little uh, trails of sparks are falling over everything. They're gonna be the little trails of stars are gonna be like little kittens and wow, chickens like and little, stuff like that. The crowd is just totally amazed at that. Oh, and one woman's like mm, trying to eat the little stars of the kittens. I didn't get any of their blood, but, you know, this is sort of making up for that. Uh, These are evil people you guys are performing I think I'm starting. They are. They're rich, dirty-ass nobles who don't care. They're the worst of society in this place. And the crowd then goes, oh, yay! And then they're waiting for the next part. Card trick! Card trick! What are the card the tricks? Like you did in Bell's Bear Bay when I saw you. Which card trick was that? We have many. You know the card trick. Come on. What if we showed you a new card trick? Oh. And the crowd's like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> what's what's Peller just waving his hands around like, I just waving my hands around like, hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't talk. It's so hard to communicate with them. Ertel's gonna reach down, grab like whatever set of cards there that's sitting with the bow mm-hmm. and, and some like mm-hmm. wooden daggers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, he'll grab the cards and the wooden daggers, and then the cards are gonna float between his hands there as he uses levitate on them. He's gonna be. This is a new trick we've been working on. Normally, you've seen us hold the cards. This time, you'll have to figure out how it works. He's gonna like f- uh, and make the cards kind of float above the nobles. Yeah, yeah. And he's gonna point to that one that spoke out. You, yeah. <gasps> choose me, one of the cards. And he's looking up. He's like, ah, do I say it or? Uh, you don't say it. I, I, I say, uh, oh, that one. I choose that one. Do I Did that? you point to it? Yes, that one right there. Yes, yes. So Ertel's gonna. Is somebody gonna try to do something while I'm pointing at it? Oh yes, yes. Okay, do a perception check. See if you see it. 27. Okay, yeah, you definitely see the card. You see the moon card. Ah, oh, that one right there. And then he says to his wife, there's no way he'll be able to know which card I picked. There's no way. There's so no way. As they're floating in the air, Aerotol's actually going to grab his hood and like, now, I won't be able to see anything. And he'll put the hood over his head. Yeah. As if to pretend like it's the a crowd whatever. <laughs> and then he'll do like a mini display with the card. Like he'll kind of collect them all. They all almost f- make it look clumsily. And yeah. then they like start forming into shapes. And, and they're, they're sort of swirling around. around in the air. All these different playing cards of all these different things. And they're shuffling in the air using your magic. They have the sway of that purple magic that mm-hmm. you release. And then they'll go together. Into a stack. They're all going to fly at Phileas. Mm-hmm. And hit them in the chest and all that stuff, and they're all gonna keep falling one by one. one. You just hit with this hopefully. pattering of cards that are just exploding and falling into. As all as he's like doing the motions, he's gonna point to Phileas. Yeah, yeah, you motion. Oh, let's see what he does. So what, what does Phileas do? I'll grab the moon card. Reach out, and you grab a card, and you end up getting a card in your hand. And we'll roll a dex check. Let's see if you actually successfully get the moon card. They're coming at you really quick. You're gonna have to get like at least a sixteen. I turned to a bear. Natural twenty. Oh my gosh. Phileas, I'm going to say that you uh, close your eyes. I'll, clo- I'll just close my eyes. I'll put my arms in the air. And as they're coming, I'll just reach my hand out and grab a card. Yeah. And I'll burn the rest of them with Produce Flame. And, like, and then I will hand the card to him to show the audience. 
I was gonna actually like, like push the card against the the back yep. drop and then expand it. Yeah, and it becomes a huge card of the moon card. And I'll point to that the noble. Yeah, I'm like that is your card. Yes, yes, it's my card. <laughs> the whole crowd says, "Oh!" Poor Valerie missed the show. <laughs> this is like a show of a lifetime where we're bullshitting all of them. Oh. I can just imagine just sitting there and be like, oh my god, what the hell are they doing again? Go now we'll go on to your final trick. And the crowd's waiting. Yeah. And our final trick for the night. We need one volunteer from the crowd. <gasps> one woman's like, me, 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 me. We've and never done this like, before. Me, I, I, me, me. And then Ron's just like, Oh, oh yes, yeah. Oh, me, me, uh, me, me. I need pick everyone me. to be louder in here. Oh, we're just like, me, 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 pick me. They're all screaming, me. And one of the guards is looking, he's like, me, <laughs> me, me. He was just wowed me? by that last trick. Because you rolled that 20, that last trick was so good. Uh, the two guards who were standing by the doorway that Valorin disappeared into, they left their post. And they've actually walked up to the, the crowd. And they're at the back of the crowd sort of watching the show. Ron's like, me, 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 oh, me, yeah. Would you like to choose someone? I'll just walk up to the end of the stage. Mm-hmm. I'll just take a look around and I'll just kind of shine a light moonbeam around Ron. And Ron's there. As if he's the chosen one. He's like, I'll kind of like thorn whip and kind of drag it, pull him up on the stage. Yeah, and okay. uh, you... And the thorn wraps around him, and you pull and pull him up onto stage, and he's there on his feet, and he's like, oh, 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 oh gosh, oh, yeah, hey, oh, oh, this is weird, who are you, oh, what a thing to be here on stage, what it's alright, I'm so Stand nervous. over here, yes, and he'll, he'll, di- okay. will, like, direct, yeah, I was, uh, I'm going to stand over here now, he says, and he walks over, yeah. It'd be better if you did not embarrass yourself and talked. You could take a little bit of note from Pella here. I'll put my <laughs> hands up, and the crowd laughs. Because <laughs> he can't talk. <laughs> That's right. He's so embarrassed right now, he doesn't know what's happening at all. I'll wave. <laughs> and Ron's like, right, so I won't talk. Okay. That's right. Yeah. You won't talk. I you're won't. talking right now. Oh. Ah. Mm. Right. And then he just walks into position. And he's just drenching in sweat as he's standing there under the moonbeam, which is still on him. No, it's gone. Oh, it's okay. gone. It doesn't move. Okay. It doesn't move with okay. him. It's, it, it would have disappeared when okay. I pulled him off. And he's like, Ertel's going to grab the oath bow. He's going to point it at Rod. But he's not going to. He's not going to knock an arrow. Because clearly he doesn't know how to do that. He's like, all right, for this last trick, this is very dangerous. We haven't practiced this before. We're going to try to magically make him disappear. Who, me? And the crowd's like, oh, what? <laughs> and you hear a bit of scoffing, too. It's impossible. It's simply, they're just charlatans doing tricks. It's not like it's real magic. <laughs> Yep. Well, he's going to pull the, the bow back and, mm-hmm. and presentation, this magical-looking glowing arrow yep. that keeps, like, seems to be sprinkling, like, starlight. Wow. It's, gonna, it's just like, pulsing with energy, and they're all in wowing right now. And you're pointing it at Ron, and Ron's like, I don't think I can do this. 
don't think I can do this. I don't think, what are you doing? You never mentioned an arrow. <laughs> what do you do? Uh, Airtel's gonna actually take the arrow and then move the bow away in, okay. towards the crowd. Okay. The crowd's like, oh! And then he's gonna aim it up and let go. He's gonna direct the arrow out. It's like flying all around the room around the chandelier. It flies through the crowd. Just, Whoa! It's flying all around the room. Some of the guards are like, like they're grabbing at some sort of invisible weapons that they have on their side. And then it's just flying all around the room and we're just gonna... He's gonna reach out the room, loop back around it. Zigzagging all around. Yeah. Just around it. around and goes towards the rock. And then it goes towards Ron. He's like... Ah! And then what happens? Which is a genuine reaction, which is good. <laughs> okay, I guess it hits Ron? It's gonna hit Ron. It's gonna shatter and then bright light of energy, I guess. Yep, or whatever yep. is gonna flash out. Okay, then I'm gonna polymorph Ron into a fire. For all intents and purposes, to the crowd in this darkened room, it just looks like Ron has disappeared. And it's just quiet for a moment. This dust sort of settles. And you just hear, Yeah! Everybody's very, very happy. Everybody's cheering loudly at this amazing performance. Woo! Yeah! Woo! Thank you. We're gonna bow, and then yeah. we're gonna. <laughs> and you see them; they're throwing gold coins up at you guys. <laughs> onto, onto the stage. We'll collect. <laughs> okay, you collect it. Yeah. What you? Do you care? I don't care about coins. You collect like three hundred gold pieces. Or yeah, yeah, you're just sort of picking it up there, and they're all. Like, ah, woo! You okay. guys haven't observed, but. We were, uh, I was gonna say, did we observe where Ron went? Do a perception check. One. <laughs> <laughs> Billy, your, your heart sinks. You cannot fucking see Ron anywhere. But he's gone. He's completely gone. You think maybe he's dead. The magic trick worked. The magic trick worked. Maybe it hit him beforehand, and you're convinced that maybe you didn't cast in time, you don't remember if your spell maybe went off, and that he might have just killed Ron and made him ex- disappear. That's how you feel, Phillies. You always feel upset, but I can't roll my cover. Like, we'll go go that. So you go to the back so, room. Oh, okay, and your perception? Yeah, uh, Aerotol's gonna see Phyllis kind of have like a, a sinking face, and then he's gonna kind of look around, just to hopefully see if he can find anything. Nope. A two! <laughs> you guys cannot see Ron anywhere. That's okay. Uh, I'm gonna collect that gold and go to the back of the stage. You guys are now in the back of the stage. We'll just hope that he uh, actually do what he sold. Curtains closed and you're here. <laughs> what an amazing show. Continue eating your feasts. We will begin the second part of the auction soon. Uh, Aerotel's gonna kind of look around and see if there's anyone around. Nobody uh, around in the stack there. You two are alone. Okay. Where, where's Ron? I don't know. I hope he's listening to our directions. Okay. He was panicking before we shot animals the and try to talk fly. And... Okay, you cast it, you speak, you don't hear any reply. Hopefully he's okay. He actually did what he was told. Whatever. Let's just do what we need to do. Okay. Yep. Going now to Belrin. Belrin, now uh, when you walk through that door, the wooden door shut behind you as the auction was still going on. This is before. Um, you, you, the two guards at the side sort of gave you a little side eye, like, what the fuck? Why is he going with them? You have Joseph bringing you by the clawed hand to this vault. He's like. Come on, Bellerin, you'll have a good time down here, right? 
We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a fantastic time. <laughs> and Grok's just like, oh, fuck. Like, Grok, you could join us. He's like, fuck you, Joseph. And ahead of you, you see a long hallway. There is an arched doorway that seems to be made of stones. Very similar to the gates you guys have been traveling through. And each of these stones has some sort of runic symbol on it. Okay. There just seems like a blank wall at the end. He's like, here we go. Would I be able to recognize any of the symbols? Like, Do you want to try? Yes. Okay. Do a arcana check. 19. So from what little you know about magic, you, you don't know too, too much, but from things that you've learned from Aerotol over time, conversations you guys have had, you could tell that, that this would be a portal. On the other side there. But okay. whether or not you want to reveal that you know it's a portal or not. So you end up at the end of the hallway. And you're standing in front just looking at this. Well, we're here. I turn to Joseph and be like, where's here? It's a dead end. I was hoping he'd say that, he says. <laughs> and you see him and he taps three of the stones. Those three stones alight. And then you just see this little tear in the center. And the portal opens, and you see within a very, very large room that is just stacked to the ceiling with large wooden crates and glass cases. This way, Ballerin, let's go. And where is this going? I told you, we're going to the vault. Silly. <laughs> Where's the vault? <laughs> this is the vault, the vault that's underneath the ballroom. Come on, this is where all the good stuff is. Maybe I'll let you play with uh, some of it. Oh Maybe Lord. I'll let you play with something else. Oh dear Lord. <laughs> and you walk in. I'm just going to say he's with you. I'm going to go ahead and say that you got yourself into this one. Literally. You see Grok and uh, yeah. and Jaden are behind you. Just are like they me. coming with us? Yes. Yeah. yeah, we have to go and make this deal with those uh, guys I told you about. And then we'll have all the free time in the world. Come on. And he's pulling you? Yeah, I'm go. I'm going to go with them. And you enter, and there's a long hallway. Again, it's just it seems to be a large open space with some doors going into other rooms, but all of the walls seem to be made of a clear glass. All of the walls. So there's, if you look here on the map, mm -hmm. it's a large, lot of space square room. We're just going to use this map as a key. There's different rooms, but each one you can see into. You can see everywhere. It's just stacks and stacks of crates. Okay. Walking through past all of these crates, past all these cases with all these odd magical artifacts and items within them as you're walking. Would I be able to recognize any of them? A roll perception check. Four. No, you don't recognize any of them. They all just seem like some of them are helmets and gauntlets. Some of them are staffs. Some of them are wands. There's a huge crate that's about 25 feet wide, 25 feet tall. And it's just shaking like, like something's inside of it. Joseph's just like, don't worry about that one. <laughs> okay, come on. We got to go meet this guy. You enter into a room where it's a circular chamber 
Within the center is a pedestal that has a magical orb sitting on top of it. Okay. And Joseph walks in, and you hear Jaden just say, He shouldn't be here for this. (laughs) He invited me. And Grok's like, I agree. Joseph, you know who these people are. This... We shouldn't have him when we don't know him. And Joseph's like, I told him he could come. And he's sort of deciding whether or not to send you out. He's like, mm, no, no. You don't want to send me out. I'm... <sighs> and persuasion. Oh, for fuck's sake. Drunk, what the 19. fuck? I would say uh, Joseph's like, he puts up his claw again uh, to Rock's throat. I am your boss. Don't forget that. If I want him here, then he stays here. And Grok's like, okay, okay, fuck. Why don't you just Fine. send them away? This rich noble, Emberhells, hired us to help their security out for the auction. We can't do that if we're here all day, so let's get on with it then. And Joseph says, good. Valren... You want to stand beside me? Fine, let's go. Come on. <laughs> you walk up, and the, the pedestal with the magical orb is there. And as you're standing there, they stand there, and they're just staring at it silently. So, what are we waiting for? Oh, we gotta wait till uh, they activate theirs. Who? They who? The Silver Eye. And then suddenly the orb starts to sh- uh, blink. It's like, oh, Bellerin, touch it. Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm quite all right. <laughs> come on, come on, touch it, touch it. No, no. Oh, I'm just on. a guest here. I'm just observing. You, uh, <laughs> you can reach in there and touch it. I said to touch it. Why, why don't you want to touch it? Please. I know you. I don't know this. I said to touch it. And Grok's looking at you now and his eyes are narrowing. He's Because he's right beside you. Why? And then he slams his hand down. It's like, enough of this. He puts his hand down onto the orb. And Joseph's looking at you like, sweating his eyes a bit. As the orb then becomes very, very bright. And it's the, the orb was glowing a faint orange. And then it becomes very, very bright. And then it turns almost like a yellow. And then it releases a magical energy that creates a projection of a humanoid figure ahead of it. And this humanoid figure would be a dragonborn. It sort of takes pixelated colors and stuff. And you see it's a, it turns red then. It's a red dragonborn. And you'd recognize this as Maul. The red dragonborn you saw with Razend beforehand. And he's there and he's like, You should know better than to leave the silver eye waiting. And Joseph's like, Oh, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Listen, we have what you guys want. So, are we gonna make a deal or what? <laughs> And uh, you'd see Maul just sort of squint his eyes and he's like, So you know the location of the quill of Ilvan Ilseer. He says, 
Oh, we know where it is. That's for sure. But we just gotta know. What's it worth to ya? <laughs> Maul is uh, sort of looking around at all of you, and then he's like, Enough of your drunkenness. If I were there, I would crush you with my claws. You will tell us the location, and you will be paid with riches beyond imagining. For with the quill, the silver eye will rule the realm. <laughs> I don't hear you talking about the quill, blah, 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 blah. I don't hear anything about, uh, you know, money. Compensation, all that stuff, and you see Grok's just got his hand. And then Caden's like, We will give you the location of the quill, but we are asking for 500,000 gold. You see more. It will be done when we retrieve the quill. Says, yeah, we don't really work that way, do we, Belrin? Belrin. Shit. Uh, Do it. Seventeen. His head sort of turned. And you'd see now more features on him. He's a red-scaled dragonborn. He's huge. I'd say about the same size as Razan. Razan was a big dragonborn. This guy is just as big. He's a little bit more slithery. And you see... As he speaks, a black tongue sort of like slips out <laughs> as he looks at you and his eyes are black with single red pupils as they stare at you now. And he's got this heavy black armor. Bellerin. He goes, yeah, this is our new partner, my new friend, old friend, whatever. Anyways... So, uh, uh, let's get past that. Listen, we have the location. We know exactly where it is. We're willing to tell you. Just maybe we can go halvesies. 250,000 now. 250 after you find it. And Maul just continues to stare at you and he goes, Our deal is done. How about I sweeten the deal? There will be no deal. And Joseph ignores him. Oh, well, what are you going to do? How are you going to sweeten the deal? I might have somebody that Maul would be interested in. Interested in? I have no interest anymore in this deal. You, Joseph, you are nothing more than a sham. You and your Calypso company is worth nothing to the silver eye anymore and your lives and information are forfeit and joseph's like whoa 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 and grok's like what the fuck joseph what the fuck and caden's like i i don't understand what what's wrong maul and maul's just like you transpire with heretics you transpire with one of the unfated ones Clearly, they have survived the attack on the summit. Faded ones? What? What? And the king goes, Yes. With the 15. I remember now. 
Yes. He's the archer. The one with the wings that can fly! And, he, and fire uh, erupts in his hands. The portal open behind me still? No. The portal is closed. It's far behind you, though. I said you walked, walked, walked. It's like a hundred feet behind you. This room looks way bigger than it should be as well. Joseph's like, what the fuck? Wait, 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 but... No, no, well, well, maybe we can make a deal. We can still give you the information. He's like, no, Joseph. You and the Calypso Company will meet your end soon. And he waves his hand and this orb just loses all of its magic and closes off. And Joseph, Caden, and Grok are staring at you. And Joseph's like, Bellerin, what? What the fuck is going on? You fucking lied to me? No. Did you not see the wanted poster? Uh, 18 to your AC. It's a hit. <laughs> like... You get punched in the back of your head. <laughs> By Grok. Nine damage. At that point, after being punched in the back of the head, he's just mad. He's more staring at uh, Joseph. He's like, what the fuck, Joseph? I fucking told you. And Joseph's like, calm the fuck down. We'll work this out. Do what hey, you I'm going to conjure up two direwolves. Wow, two direwolves? Yeah. Okay, so you get punched in the back of the head. You're just knocked over just a little bit. You fall off. I'll say you're moved over here. Brock is now just sort of in Joseph's face like he's going to punch him. But you're still being watched by Caden, who has his fire in both of his hands, staring at you. And Grok's just like, The fuck, Joseph! I fucking told you! And I'm gonna conjure them up in front of me. Yeah, two of these animals you conjure, yeah. And now these two direwolves appear in front of you. Grok and Joseph just sort of turn their heads like, What? And are they growling? Like, what are they doing? They're... To explain to me what sort of happens, this, like, magical energy swirls and this fey energy and... They just, like, rise up and they're gonna be, like a wolf would be, and angry. It's gonna be, like, it's hunched back, growling, snarling at the uh, two of them. Not at Joseph, but at the other two. And they, they look up and they stare at you and you're just, you just rise up like this and you got two wolves in front of you. I'm just gonna turn and be like, don't you fucking piss me off. <laughs> and, and Joseph's eyes are wide because he's so surprised you're like this. He's like, I should have known. We're going to go to you two. You're now at the back of the stage. Their party was still going on. And uh, you hear that the next item is coming up for bid. So now the next item. What are you two doing in the back? You said you had those daggers? Are you? They're like wooden daggers. They're for like a magic trick. So we can give them to Ron and make them feel important. You can find him. Yeah, if we can find him, we wait for him. Stop thinking about Ron. Ron's okay. gone. So I'll grab his bag that he had, with his got the bow and everything else in it. Yep. Okay, all of his stuff I'll put on my back and I can carry it whenever. We've already discussed. I'm going to transform you into a fly. Aerotol, what do you Aerotol's gonna anticipate this. <laughs> okay, and Aerotol, poof, you turn back into a fly, just like you were before. You kinda like it. <laughs> I will turn to a fly as well. I yep. will go, we'll fly out to the. Yeah, and you guys fly out. So do we do we sense or see? 
run anywhere now that we're flying? We can talk flying. You can do another perception check. Yeah. Aerosol's going to fly out and like fly above higher, like near yeah, the yeah, top. Yeah. So no one will, hopefully, no one will notice them. You just have to remember you're so small to find another fly. Yeah. It's going to be really hard. So you got to get like a. We can like talk and stuff. Like if you have like fly. an 18. Aerotol, you're, you're at, you went up high. He, Aphilius was sort of buzzing through all the different people. You went up high, got a little bit of a better view. I'll say advantage. You have advantage. Oh, a natural. Oh no, no, it's not. It no, you is six. Okay, and you guys don't see Ron. I'm sorry. Over he did what he was supposed to do. Yeah, and the, you see this item is now going down off the stage. I'm gonna go on to the. What? I'm gonna go on to the item and go down with it. Oh, you are? Yeah, I'm gonna sit on the item and go down with it. Like, sit in the. Oh, gosh. Okay, do you wanna know what the item is? You see, it just looks like a jar with a liquid, and there's just like a brain floating inside of it. With like two tendrils at the end, sucking on the edge of the glass, just like. And it sees you guys fly onto it, flies, and it's like. Trying to get it, you like can't. The case goes down. It's going very, very dark. Are you two communicating? It's flies. <laughs> You're so sad. Now, okay, now we're close. So if Ron actually did what he was told, you should be able to hear us. Okay, well, we're buzzing. We're like, Ron. Do, you, do you know where Ron is? Ron. Do you know where Ron is? Ron. Then you hear. Guys? Ron! Holy Ron. fuck, it worked! Oh. Don't, don't panic. Don't panic. Just stay as a fly until you told just, It's just three flies there, and you guys are just like... It's fine. You just... <laughs> It's so scary. It's so scary. Just don't worry about it. When we, when we get I, down there, we need, to, we need to find two things. We need to find... I, we need to find... Three people almost killed me. It's okay. It's okay. Just stay with us. When we get down there, all we need to find is we need to find a case. And it's just... You feel like you're going down, 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 later. lower, 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 lower. It's just... Uh, you're on some sort of uh, belt that's just going down, down forever. Through this dark chamber. It's we like need an to, elevator. We need to find Belrun, and we need to find... A, the purple gem that is sold to Lady Peckinpah. Peckinpah. Okay, Bellrin first, right? Both, yes, yeah. of course. Okay. And uh, I need a. Look, as soon as we get down there, we all need to fly up higher. Yes, do so not transform out until you're told to, Ron. Do not transform out of the fly form until you're told to. You are safest as that. Is that clear? Yeah. And then you guys would feel like you're coming to a stop. And then this glass case is then, uh, there's a chain on top, lets it go out of the contraption that's in, and it just falls onto like a conveyor belt, and it starts moving across a conveyor belt. You guys are now in a very, very large room, as I described earlier, with glass walls everywhere, and you would see crate as high as you could possibly see as flies. And you guys are moving across on a conveyor belt through this place right now. As you do, far in the distance, in the glass, you see Belrin, standing there with two tire rolls, and you see Croc, Joseph, and Caden are there as well. Do we see a way we can get through them? He says all glass walls. Do we see a way we can get through All you know is that you're moving on a conveyor belt right now. These glass walls, yeah, there's doors. You see these doors that you can get into, but you, you'd assume that you'd have to find a door to get in. Okay. So that's what you see. He's like, guys, I see Bellerin! And he goes, okay! Ron, stay! Ron takes off. No, he says stay before he took off. I know, but he's going anyway. <laughs> well, I'll see if he, he listens. You told him, go. He wants to find Bellerin. He yes, loves but Bellerin. we found him, so he can stay until. Uh, yeah, but he rolled a 19. 
Well, well, he stops. He's like buzzing in the air. Stay here. We'll come up with a pad. Okay. Air toss. And you're nearing the end of the conveyor belt. You guys are still standing on that glass, and you'd see this the glass case falls off the conveyor belt into a wooden box. We fly out of the box. That then falls into another conveyor belt and is moving into that room. Going through a little hole that's under here. So imagine the, I never drew it, but imagine the conveyor belt's moving yep. like this and then moving into this room. Like it's going to move into that room or across it. You'd know that that's where it's going to go. Ron's like, well, what are we going to do? We're just going to go in. We're going to follow this pathway. Listen, you don't have any weapons. Just do me a favor. We will help Balron take care of this thing. You have a mission. You find Lady Peckinpah's package. No, that's going to be too difficult for Ron right now. Peckinpah's package. I'm a fucking fly! When can I not be a fly anymore? Well, it's not dangerous. Listen, you can use the fly to our advantage. We're going to go in there. We're going to help save Balron. You can fly in if you see we're having difficulty and distract the person. Fly in front of their face, I don't know, whatever, land in their ear, and scare the shit out of them. What if they kill me? You, 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 you don't I'm die. a tiny no. little fly. If, listen, Ron, 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 trust me. If they kill you in fly form, you will come back as your form. Nothing will harm you. Nothing will hurt you. Oh, gods. Oh, gods. Oh, gods. Roll for oh, persuasion. Gods. Oh, gods. He's a little fly. 14. This is all happening just three flies looking at each other with these voices, by the way. Oh, I got that. But 14. You guys are nearing fly. the entranceway. And uh, you're work? just entering. And as you do, you hear. I warned you, Joseph. I knew this motherfucker was a bad idea. Oh, Bellerin, what the fuck? Why do you have to do this? Why the fuck? Why do you have to do this? What the hell is this? What, you're, you're sicking dogs at us now? Not at, uh, not at you, but at them. And Jane just says, enough of this. And he tries to use, produce flames on one of the wolves. 17 days, see? Four March. Okay. How, how's it looking? It's perfectly fine. Okay, good. Uh, so he goes, and he shoots fire at it, and the wolf, uh, I'll give it a chance to attack him back. Well, it's going to be his bite. Does I've never stick? actually used animals, so this is like... That's uh, 18 to your... Yep, so he hits. I'm going to say it takes a bite on Caden's arm. You little mongrel! Joseph is just looking at you, and this is as you guys are now entering. You three, Ron, Aritol, and Phileas are now entering on this little cart that's moving on a conveyor belt just behind them. You guys move on a conveyor belt and it ends up like back here and you guys enter just to hear Joseph saying like, Belrin, and he reaches into his uh, pocket and he takes out something into his hand. He's like, I thought, I thought you cared about me. I do, that's why the wolf's not gonna attack you. Now if you do something quick, this one's still available to bite you. Look at your friend right there, look at him. But you said, you said you weren't with those guys. And, and you said uh, no harm would come to me. I, I haven't hurt you. These two have, and you're. I your will allies. deal with them. I'm their boss. Deal with them right now. I'm, no, I can't. You, you just made our lives forfeit. You've screwed us over. My whole company. No. They're gonna hunt me down. You heard them. How can I? No. 
And you see him, he's holding a small little orb in his hand. He's like, sorry, Garvin. I'm going to have Heather Wolf yeah. bite his hand. And roll, see if he hits before he can squeeze out of his orb. Get advantage. I know. The wolves all have advantage? Oh, okay. If nice. one of his allies are within five feet. What is it? That's nine. So the wolf uh, leaps forward, and I'm going to say that Grok sort of grabs at it and tosses it away. No damage done or anything. Just tosses it back to where it was to stop him. Okay. And Joseph squeezes this orb in his hand. You just hear glass almost crunch. And suddenly his hand, it becomes encased in metal. And his entire body turns metal. Don't look at me. I threw that in the water. <laughs> no, completely I'm... made of. It looks like he's completely made of steel. You guys are, are in there. Yeah, I what do you do? I would have flown up. From yeah, you guys have flown up. You're flying around. Yeah. So we, and we've, as he's doing, we've this, told just Ron hear... though. We've already told Ron, do not sh- shape back. Let us deal with it. You can just if you. You, you said it. you have the bow. I have it on my back. He has that on him. Yeah. Okay. Then there's nothing that Aerotol could do other than change out of the platform. But you can just, if you want, I, you can just. Just you do whatever you yeah. do first. I'm gonna drop down. I'm gonna shape shift out. I'm going to use conjure animals and bring up two more wolves. <laughs> two more wolves. Yeah. So Phileas appears about five feet away from Bellerin, right to Bellerin's right side, and then summons two dire wolves as well. And they're like, "What the fuck? Aren't you?" Where'd they come from? What do you do, Aerotol? Are you just a fly still? No. How much of that conversation did Aerotol hear? Oh, like, from everything the moment, from like, when I said went... you guys entered. So you heard everything from when the wolf bit onto Caden. And Caden blasted it with fire and stuff. Everything after that. You pretty much know what's going on. Yeah, Aerotol's actually going to fly into the middle and come down and just turn back to himself. Bloop. Right in front of, like, and Joseph. Joseph's like, like, in between the these fuck? two. Yep. Hold on for a second. Everyone, calm the fuck down. We gotta talk things out. Tenant Peller? <laughs> and that's where we're gonna end the episode. <laughs> Alright, I wanna thank everybody for listening to this episode. Good thing I didn't say anything, too. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on. Yeah, a plus. Is this a trick? <laughs> uh, don't forget to follow us on uh, on Twitter at Stubborn Heroes. You can follow me, Adam DM, at. Uh, Omidius, that's O-M-I-D-I-I-O-U-S. You can follow uh, nobody else. Nobody else has Twitter here. All right, so uh, uh, don't forget to give us five-star reviews on iTunes, please. Don't forget to subscribe as well. And you can send us a tweet with any of your uh, ideas for the show. We'd love to hear it. And until next time, bye. 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 Bye.